It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. As we continue the march towards the midterms, uh, they're really heating up here in the state of Utah. Tonight will be the first of the debates by the debate commission. It will be the third congressional debate between incumbent John Curtis and uh, challenger Glenn Wright. And uh, we're really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Representative Curtis. Thanks for uh, hopping on uh, before you get ready for the big debate tonight. Uh, of course, boy, I always enjoy chatting with you. Uh, so let's let's start with the campaign on the campaign trail. Obviously, campaigns are uh, grueling, rigorous, uh, exasperating, exhausting, and probably a few <laughs> other adjectives that you can think of or your spouse can think of. Uh, exactly. But how has it been? What what has the conversation been uh, as you've traveled the district? You know, um, it's probably a good time to bring up the fact that the district has changed uh, quite a bit. I lost yeah. uh, some of my uh, good folks here in Utah County and picked up you in a basin. And so, of course, that's very different for me. I've had the coal country down south, and now I have a lot of oil and gas up in the north part. And uh, I'll tell you, they're very, very good people like the rest of my district. I've, I've just come across some of the hardest working, most patriotic people in the country. Yeah, and as you look at some of those challenges that face the district, obviously the oil and gas, oil and gas leases uh, are a big challenge. We know OPEC just scaled back by millions of barrels a, a day. Uh, what's that sense uh, as you talk to the, the people in the district? Well, you know, of course, that's um, that, that has to be balanced with this unquenchable need for more U.S. oil and gas around the world. And um, so really the conversation is more along the lines of how do we how do we replace OPEC oil with U.S. oil, which, by the way, ours burns uh, much cleaner uh, than theirs in many cases. And so in, in many ways, there's there's some optimism that hasn't always been there. Uh, I think that's uh, an important part of that conversation. I'm sure that's going to uh, come up as part of the uh, the debate uh, as we look at those. Uh, well, of course, broadcast that here on KSL News Radio and other stations across the the uh, state will be picking that up as well. Uh, as you look at that, and as we look at uh, debates, uh, sadly, I think we tend to focus on the gotcha moments, the, the fireworks <laughs> moments. Uh, I'm hoping we have an elevated conversation on an agenda, and I know part of what Republicans have been focused on. Uh, of late is this commitment to America. Tell us your perspective on that and what you think the positive vision ought to be. Well, I'll tell you, the commitment is is really important. Uh, I think it's, it's fair to say uh, as the Republicans, we spent months and months coalescing uh, what we're hearing back in our districts and really centers around four things. And one of those is a, a country that's safe. Uh, the other one is an economy that's strong and a future that's free and a government that's accountable. It would be hard to, to summarize uh, more important points of what's on our constituents' minds than those four points. Yeah, and and let's, let's jump into a couple of those uh, just real quickly, Congressman. You talk about the uh, the economy and the economy being strong, and obviously I think that's uh, an area where many Americans feel a little, maybe a little bit of disconnect from Washington, D.C. as we look at debt and deficit spending, we look at the price of groceries and gas and, and inflation. Uh, what are you hearing from the district? What are the solutions in terms of trying to move that forward into that strong economy? 
Well, in terms of what we're hearing, it's inflation, inflation, inflation. Uh, everywhere you go, that's what's on people's minds. The solution is two things in Washington, and that is we've got to stop flooding the economy with government spending. It's, it's as if we're just addicted to government spending at every turn. And the other is we've got to free up the supply chain, and we're killing it with overregulation. Both of those things we have control over in Washington, and I'd have to give us a really poor grade in, in both of those categories. Yeah. And let's talk about the back end uh, piece there in terms of that accountability. Uh, we often talk about the the need for that transparency and accountability, the results uh, that I think we often miss after uh, we have a, a nice sounding bill that throws lots of money at an issue. Uh, and then somehow we don't get the transparency in terms of how it's spent or what outcomes it produces. Well, you're, you're, you're very correct. So, for instance, this latest bill that somehow we named the Inflation Reduction Act, I'll guarantee you uh, there's not a colleague of mine that's read the entire bill, and um, including all of those that voted for it. And how, how can you bring transparency if you don't even know what's in the bill? Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's not a good way to run government. We certainly wouldn't run business that way and, and, and not our family. It's one of the first places to start is let's know what we're passing. Yeah. Again, having a time to actually read the bills and have some debate on the bills and some amendments on the bills. I know that's all <laughs> radical talk, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're really out there on the edge. <laughs> Uh, I also want to project forward just a little bit, Congressman. You've got your uh, conservative climate summit coming up on the 14th of October. Uh, that's always a, a crucial conversation. Tell us what's on tap for that. What are you looking forward to? Well, thanks for bringing that up. You know, we've, uh, we're have we overcome uh, with success of the event already. Uh, more people uh, want to come than we actually have seats for. And that's what a great uh, thing to have. Really, what we're trying to, to, to make the point is that conservatives have some answers uh, that give us energy independence, that give us low affordable prices and reduce emissions. And uh, we don't have to kill our economy. Uh, and, and we have the answers, and we'll be talking about those uh, at the summit and, and helping conservatives understand that they don't need to leave their conservative credentials at the door if they want to talk about the environment. I, I like to tease Utahns that they're the best environmentalists in the, in the world. They just don't like to be called environmentalists. That's, that's probably a good way to, a good way to look at that. And, uh, titles titles matter, I think for sure. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so as you look at the kind of the outcome for the the conversation, uh, this kind of summit, uh, you know, it, it brings a, a lot of firepower in terms of uh, really different points of view and perspective, which I love that we can get out of the bubbles and have different kinds of conversations. What do you hope the net takeaway is uh, after the conference? A couple of things. One is we're really not that very far apart as Republicans and Democrats. I'm going to list, I'm speaking, and I'm going to list about six things where we totally agree on how to move forward. Uh, for instance, uh, nuclear is a really good example. It, it, my Democratic colleagues are happy to join me on that. So I've got about six where we're in total agreement and two where we where we have some disagreement. And uh, I think, of course, we're right, and I'll make a case for that in my speech, but I, I would love uh, my Democratic colleagues to join me on all eight of my points, and, uh, and many of them already have. Uh, that's great. And those are those are all vital conversations and, and, again, a model of how do we actually get to solutions on things that we may think we disagree on. But as you as you point out, there's a lot of a lot of common ground there that can be exactly. developed and, and really maximized. All right, Congressman, uh, this is your uh, your final argument uh, opportunity as uh, you roll into the debate tonight. This is uh, this is your test run here. Uh, give, us, <laughs> give us the case. What is the case for the uh, for the third congressional district? Well, Boyd, it's, as your listeners know, it's been my extreme honor to serve in this district for the last five years. So I'm very proud of the record uh, that I've laid down. We're 
we, we looked at legislate in my office. We've legislated on everything from human trafficking to removing small business regulations and public lands and opioids. And it made a real difference in the lives of Utahns. And I've, I've worked hard uh, to, to be in the middle of conversations around energy policy, uh, tech issues, and healthcare. As you know, I'm on the Committee of Jurisdiction for all three of those. And I think I'm very well positioned to serve another two years and, and proud to ask for the vote of, the, of your listeners and hope they'll send me back for another two years. All right. Uh, Representative John Curtis, I uh, always appreciate you coming on the program. Uh, and again, reminder that uh, the debate uh, tonight between Congressman Curtis and Glenn Wright, uh, and that will be moderated uh, by Natalie Gochner uh, from the Kim Gardner Institute. We'll cover that live here on KSL News Radio. And then, of course, coming up next week uh, on the 14th, uh, you'll have the Conservative Climate Summit uh, hosted, as it is uh, always, by uh, Representative John Curtis. Uh, Representative, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. Nice to you. All right. Uh, it is rocking forward towards uh, 6 p.m., and that will kick off all of the uh, debates there. And just as a reminder, uh, it's they're all going to be at 6 p.m. over the course of the next week. So the third district's tonight, 6 p.m., down at BYU. Uh, then on Monday the 10th, the first District congressional debate between Rick Jones and Blake Moore uh, will be up at Weber State on Wednesday, the 12th. The 4th District will be up at the University of Utah, Darlene McDonald, Burgess Owen, uh, Owens and January Walker. And then next Friday, the 14th, the second congressional debate between Cassie Easley from the Constitution Party, Chris Stewart, the Republican and Nick Mitchell, uh, the Democrat. And I'll be moderating that. We'll actually be broadcasting from Southern Utah University. And then, of course, coming up the following Monday on the 17th of October will be the Senate debate between Evan McMullen and Senator Mike Lee. Uh, we'll cover all of those on KSL News Radio. And the important thing for all of us is how we listen, what we listen for and what we expect from those we send to Washington, D.C. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll take a quick break for top of the hour news. When we come back, it's time for New Year's resolutions. No, it's not January. It's the start of a new fiscal year. We'll talk about fiscal resolutions coming up next. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.